0: (laughs) ah yes i love it so good so good (laughs) hey everybody (laughs) welcome back for another podcast uh this is the loud thumbs podcast if it's your first time tuning in i am one of your loud mouths nick and i'm your second
1: loud mouth josh
0: gotta have two that's that's how we podcast here we we do it in two (laughs) yeah all right guys hey if this is your first time tuning into the show appreciate it uh Say hey over in our Discord. We love everybody to join over there. Uh, This is your place for news, reviews, games, and brews. And this is our news week. So we wrap up the month previous. So we're going to be talking all about some stuff from September. Josh and I have some good news stories to go about uh, chatting. So that's going to be a good time. Uh, And for everybody out there not familiar with our podcast, uh, we do have a rotating schedule we do every month. Uh, you're watching the first week next week our second week we do our loud and clear reviews which we bring every month uh, we're going to be talking at least some cyberpunk i think josh what are you going to be bringing again buddy what are you thinking
1: i'm thinking Baldur's gate we yeah. uh, have a good chunk of time man. we haven't beat it yet but oh God, yeah it's a 100 hour
0: 100 hour a big game, game
1: you know <laughs> yeah. i need some time to like beat the game yeah
0: so look forward to that coming up next week uh, and then our third week of the month, we do our Play It Loud live stream. So we just pick a game and play. Uh, we've decided we're going to do some Titanfall 2 uh, on the PlayStation. We're going to be streaming that coming up here uh, this month. So watch out for that. And then our last week of the month, we do the Brew haha. That was last week for uh, everybody watching today. That happened last Friday. That was uh, That's fun. That's always a good time. We drink a brew every episode and we come in at the end of the month. And drink another brew, and then we review those brews at the end of the episode, and order, well, you know, best to least. That's just how we do it. So, speaking of brews, we got one to crack again. We're just going to be cracking As them always. every episode, so it's never going to change. And Josh, he's always the one who christens us, gets us started. What are what are you bringing this week, Guy?
1: Uh, I am bringing something from War Pigs Brewing foggy geezer hazy india paleo
0: all right i've heard of, i've heard Just of war pigs simple. i think you've had them a couple times on the show i may have oh, man if i've had this on the show it's been a, a long oh i think it has been a long time
1: <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> we're, we're seeing it again then <laughs> um because i believe this one this brewery is a collaboration sort of thing between right. um Three Floyds and somebody else I don't remember. Okay. Uh, but this is a good one. I didn't think I'd had it on, on the pod before. I have had it before, but this is like, this is an IPA drinker's IPA. Like oh, all right. Hoppy, like full of, fl- uh, of flavored, got some depth to it. But at the same time, it's it's light. Oh, man, those hops are present. And it's awesome. <laughs> If you like hops. If you don't like say, hops yeah. and you don't like IPAs, <laughs> You will hate this beer so much, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's awesome. Uh, if you've had any other Fle- three Fords, three Floyds beers, um, that's a an Indiana uh, local thing. Uh, but they're really good. They always have like a lot of like great depth. a so little more full body and complex. Um, they are a, a dollar or two more expensive a six pack than most wow. other places, which is. I, I tend to like not buy them all the time just because they're a little pricier, but on occasion I'll splurge uh, because their stuff is really good.
0: And I was looking for that collaboration while you were mentioning there. Uh, it says Three Floyd's launching War Pigs beer, um, and it looks like that'd be the one in your hand, uh, just based on the images I'm seeing online here. But very cool, very cool. Nice War Pigs. Beer in Chicago with a Danish brewery company. Oh, they're they do all kinds of stuff. That's very cool. I like that. Collabbing with everyone, it's great. It's like a Midwest kind of thing too. It looks like very very cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, gotta give the Midwest some love. You know, that's where we're that's where we're at. You know, gotta gotta love it a little bit.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: All right, y'all. Well, Josh is bringing the IPAs. We're on point with one another tonight because. If you if you've been with the show a while, Josh is the IPA. Uh, what was your tagline? IPA loving masochist. I think I... <laughs> it was it's like. A... Well, I mean, you're
1: not far from. It's
0: close, right?
1: <laughs> uh, but it's like some IPA inspired co-host. I think That's it what it was. You got it. You got
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and ma- mine was uh, <laughs> the ma- the ma- that's a kiss. I, I mean, he likes those games that are just gonna destroy you. So it's accurate. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that is accurate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was the uh, the stout loving uh, something something. But anyway, I love stouts. Mm-hmm. I got a stout for the show. This is a peanut butter milk stout nitro. And this oh, is from. That's interesting. Yeah, I know, and it's in a bottle, so I don't know. I
1: don't, don't see, see too many bottles anymore.
0: You don't see bottles very much. And you usually the nitro, you got to have it drop in there. You know what I mean? So um, I'm not going to pour this one. I'm just going to drink it out of the glass uh, or the bottle. But um, yeah, this one's from Left Hand Brewing Company. So we're going to check this one out. Um, Left it, Hand's good. 25. Yeah, I think so too. 25 IBUs and 6.2%. So it's not too crazy. Uh, but we're going to give this one a try. See what we think. Ooh, very chocolatey smelling. Okay, yeah, that's that's good. Um, you definitely get more of that coffee chocolate notes than the peanut butter, which we talked about last week on the brouhaha. That's most of uh-huh. them are uh-huh. very very light on peanut butter. They put you
1: the got pe- to look for
0: it. Yep. Yeah, they put the peanut butter like right in the title, and then you get a little bit of it, but. Yeah, super smooth, peanut buttery bliss with notes of milk chocolate. I fully agree with the milk chocolate part. Um, I might have to yell at one of my kids to get me a glass because I think if I pour this, it's going to taste a lot better. So we'll do that as we're doing some news. Might holler at one <laughs> of them to get me a to get me a glass. We'll see. You can give it the proper glug. Yeah, I got to get the. the I got. I got to do the glug. I don't feel. I don't feel right drinking it without glugging it. So. All right. Well. I do have to glug one more time before we get going, because uh every every week we uh, we have to say thank you. We gotta raise a glass, we gotta cheers to our Patreon producers. That is Caleb Lynch, Brian Coger, and Zach Mesra. Cheers to y'all. You guys are awesome.
1: Thank you. Much appreciated.
0: Very much appreciated. You guys are fantastic. Help keep the show going. Keep the lights on. Have a good time doing it. It's pretty sweet. Uh, and to everybody Family. out there you guys want to be a patreon producer you just want to toss a buck our way to help uh, grow the show that'd be great uh, we are on patreon.com slash and it's just a super quick way for uh, people to just to uh, help us out and just be part of the fun and join the show and patreon producers uh, will be announced every episode so which is very cool you're helping us produce the show that's how this works now it is time for news. We're going to talk about some big stuff. Uh, I think we're gonna. Go. I think. I think we're going to start with a couple of. Uh, Josh, I want to save news story number two for the end because we have a question that relates with it, and I think it'll go really yeah. well. Have a good conversation at the end of the end of the Sweet. episode here. So we're going to save some Xbox talk at the end. We're going to start with Unity though. Um, these guys they they screwed up pretty big this this week or this month uh, <laughs> yeah. that we're talking in news. Uh, they screwed up pretty big. The Unity Company, if you're not familiar with them, they are they are a <clears throat> video game developing engine, and they are pretty much used on all video games. It's like 99% of them. That's um, so much. It's, yeah, it, everything you're playing, more or less, has used, has used Unity or is currently using Unity. Um, they decided that they thought it was a good idea to make a per-download charge for all of their customers. So if you make a video game and someone downloads your video game, they are gonna take 20 cents from that download, from your purchase price of the game, from the developer. Um, Multiple downloads, you're you're not gonna get hit, they said. They actually walked that back. They revised this like three times in the month of September to try to save some face. (laughs) just a bad idea all around, honestly. So you have a lot of companies that do take money from, you know, developers to use their software and develop the games in. However, this, this one's ludicrous. Like it got so bad to where there were, there are still companies out there who are, they're done. They're actually looking at completely switching engines and delaying their video Mm -hmm. game launch because they financially can't support losing that percentage of dollars, you know, per download, um, even though they said they would only do it per the one download, it's just like a lot of people have a trust issue with them now. I get that. I, I would be the same exact way. Um, yeah. So yeah, it says uh, Unity's new plan dev- the developers who use Unity's free tier of the development services would owe Unity twenty cents per install once their game hits the threshold of two hundred thousand downloads and earns $200,000 in revenue. Developers paying over $2,000 a year for Unity Pro uh, on that plan would hit be hit with a higher threshold and would be charged lower fees. The new fees will begin to start in 2024, they're stating here. So this is the rolled back version of the news article. Uh, the original one was very murky and, and very misunderstood. Uh, nobody really knew what was happening uh, with that whole deal. So. Josh, what is your thoughts on this? I mean, we're not game developers. We just like playing the games they make. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I don't like it in really any sense, uh, especially when you just kind of spring uh, stuff on people. Um, And some of these uh, devs are only... Some of their games are only, like, five bucks, right? (coughs) Some of these small-time people. And, you know, you're looking at taking some... Like, what, uh, 10% of $5 is 50 cents? Right. So, about four or five percent of their overall profits and if they're not making a ton (laughs) yeah
0: hanging in there (laughs) bad deal
1: yeah um that's kind of rough man i i get it especially if you start getting nailed over and over like maybe your game does super well um and it's just taking what little you're making off the top there um so I, I mean, it, I think it's even worse for. I shouldn't say even worse, but it's still bad for the people who paid for uh, the the paid version of the software. Yeah, like you're already paying a couple grand. Right. What the hell are you like taking more off the top for? People paid their dues to you, man. Uh, like, go away. You got yeah. your profits from that person on an annual basis.
0: Yeah, it it yeah. shouldn't happen. It, it's it's terrible. Um, there's quotes from developers in here as well that, hey, there's my glass. All right. I got a glass. Thanks. I um, got nice, the glass. Nice. He- he- <laughs> Heather, my lovely wife, brought me a glass so I can glug my beer, guys. So you can, I- I- I'll i thank her later. So <laughs> thanks. Bye. Bye. All right. Good, good, good. Um, so the, the a couple of the quotes literally just start with stop it. Uh, developer studio sloth makers of the hit Among Us, they tweeted this out on a Tuesday evening after this was launched. They said this would harm not only us, but fellow game studios and the budgets and the sizes. So so many of these. Uh, Argo Crab um, called on the Unity to reverse its plans, uh, saying that it feared that the next games set for release in tw- Set for release to 25 million subscribers on Game Pass could incur fees that threaten the stability of their businesses, and that's absolutely true. I mean, this when this originally launched and it was per download, I immediately thought of Game Pass. Like, what is happening? How in the world can you do that? Like Game Pass, I'm going to download the game, check it out, maybe like it, maybe not like it, and then if I do like it, I might delete it, save a little space on my hard drive, and then I might download it again. So. Yeah. That I mean, that immediately, yeah, so they they, move, they lose 40 cents, uh, you know, immediately from one person. And then another part of it that came into play was people that, you know how people review bomb, right, Josh? They just go on and get all angry about a game uh-huh. that's not really bad or they never played it. They talked about the same thing on these with Game Pass. If you're a Game Pass subscriber and you hate the studio, you're just going to go on and download and delete and download and delete their game over and over and over to oh yeah, cost them, you know, a ton of money. Uh, so that's, um, that's, I mean, there's people in the world, which is really terrible that do that, but that's, that's a, a surefire, like worry yeah. by a, a game developer. hundred percent. So you screwed up big time on this one, Unity. I, uh, I, I'd like everybody to know too, that, uh, the, the, the lead, the <laughs> head of this company is the previous head of EA. And he... <laughs> yeah. <That checks> out. <laughs> yeah, right. He is he is the guy who was quoted as saying that if if you're not putting microtransactions in your games, you're basically an idiot. Uh, he just wants mm-hmm. every nickel and dime he can get from you. So to watch this guy do this is not a huge surprise, but now pi- people are speaking. Uh, Hopefully people will speak with, you know, their actions and actually get out of Unity, go jump into Epic or somewhere else to develop their games using Unreal instead or something, because they got to show them like, hey, we're not playing around. We're done. Um, Even though it turned out to be a jokey tweet, uh, the um, it was the um, oh, the Lamb Cult of Lamb. The developers for Cult of Lamb actually tweeted jokingly, but everybody took it serious that they were just going to delete their game on January 1st because they were not going to risk getting, you know, this kind of a cost put on their heads, but their game is quite popular mm-hmm. and they rolled that back as kind of a, oh, we were just kind of kidding around. But um, there is a note on here that does say that uh, estimates that only about 10% of Unity developers will be, uh, will wind up having to pay any fees given the thresholds needs to be hit. That's still not a great excuse. I mean, if your game takes off and becomes popular, you're you're going to get hit by the sequels and every game after that too. So, uh-huh. yeah, this is just battle around, honestly, like they, they have to be making decent money to be around as long as they are and have been with oh, all the, yeah, all the subscriptions, used. right? Twenty five hundred dollars yeah, for I a g- subscription, two grand.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of punishing them for doing well, like, hey, you made a great game. Uh, Cough up more money, please. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord
0: super uncool uh they need to figure this out they need to probably roll it back completely if i if i had any thoughts in my mind i'd say do that but we know we know large corporate companies and you know execs they don't like to do that kind of stuff so i imagine it's gonna stick but we'll see they all they really did was explain it a little bit more they didn't really change anything so it makes me wonder if they were gonna go harder into it because, you know, the first step is always something like this. And then it just gets progressively worse where, you know, it's like an interest fee on a on a credit card or something. They all now are crazy compared to when I was a teenager, you know. So there's 30 uh-huh. percent interest rates on cards now that yeah, I want to remember getting a card. The high ones uh-huh. were 18 when I was when I was 18. The high high percentage was about 18. So now it's like, really? You're going to take 20 cents every one, but in a year when that's not enough, they're going to knock it, you know, oh no, we need 40 cents now. And then it's going to be a dollar eventually, that uh-huh. kind of thing. That's just yeah. going to, that's going to kill so many things. And it's honestly, it's just going to raise the price. Cause I feel like they would just put, push that off to the consumers and be like, well, if I'm losing 20 cents per download and here's the average of what I'm losing, then our next game can't be $5. It me- it needs to be nine ninety nine now. And then that just makes things worse. It's just a vicious cycle. Yeah, really is. Yeah. All right, man. Moving on. Next news story we have here on a talk uh they showed the Switch 2. People have actually had their hands on the Switch 2, if that's what we're going to call it for now. Uh that's that's <laughs> what I'll call it for now anyway. But yeah. this this thing sounds super cool. Um I would I'd, li- I'd really like to know. I, it probably doesn't have a final design. I'm a big design guy, so I kind of love the look as much as what it's going to do. Um, I'm I'm the guy that thinks the PS5 Fair. looks cool. You know what I mean. I I I'm the one of the few I mean, that it are does. like yeah. they don't <laughs> look terrible. You know what I mean. Like I think it looks cool. Like I like the look of it on my stand. It looks awesome. And I'm curious on what this thing's gonna look like. But it's, it sounds like it's gonna pack a punch. Um, we're we're essentially gonna be holding a PS4 in our hands, which is pretty cool. And I'm I'm super curious to see uh, what it can pull off. The DLSS is an upscaling technology uh, that enables ray tracing. And uh, it's suggesting that Nintendo and NVIDIA are working on some sort of a significant chip upgrade for the next gen console based on Eurogamer. Wouldn't that be awesome, man? Like, could you imagine like being able to just use software to make this thing seem like we're getting next gen and we're really just, we're still getting last gen, but with AI and, (laughs) and this DLSS, doing a a lot more work in the background
1: if it looks the part and it plays the part i don't know i
0: don't even know if it
1: matters to be honest with you
0: yeah i agree um it's exciting technology uh i get all amped up about the technology that can come out um been this way for years and i'm i'm super excited to play some some switch to or at least see a little bit more of the specs and what's going on with it but um yeah vgc reported in july that the new nintendo switch is planned to be released in 2024 which josh you and i talked about this uh, a couple episodes back um we we mentioned uh, i think this was on our previous news episode we mentioned the same thing as like you know come on it's got to be this year um probably a late i'm guessing like a holiday sort of thing but we'll find out um i'm I'm excited i want to see a commercial i want to see something just to get the hype going again and uh but the developer kits for the new new Nintendo Switch are said to already be available to certain developers um i think it's uh i think it's Nikkei Asia uh, reported that recently the new console development uh is progressing well so that's that's good news i mean is speculation is what it is but i'm i'm excited <laughs> i'm really
1: excited yeah I mean, timing makes sense. The Switch is kind of getting a little bit old at this point. Not yeah. that it still doesn't you know, provide a lot of fun, but yeah, it it's about time, even for Nintendo to put something different.
0: For real, yeah. And uh, one of the things that impressed me quite a bit is they said that this thing was running the Epic Games Matrix Awakened demo, which was running on Unreal 5 uh, tech demo. Um, that oh. thing, I played that, I... I I never deleted it, so it should still be on my console. But, man, I really hope people out there got a chance to check it out because it was an amazing experience. It looked like you're playing the movie. It was awesome. And to know that this has potentially that kind of, you know, power coming out of it, I am pumped to see what it does. Uh, Man. And, and you know, like, uh, I don't have a news story about this here, but Josh, the iPhone 15 is breaking all kinds of rules and becoming a game console because they have full that's versions silly. of uh, Resident Evil uh, four, the remake um, Resident Evil Village and the new Assassin's Creed Mirage that's coming out soon are all full versions of the console game. That's going to be playable on your phone via USB C to HDMI and then Bluetoothing thing, you know, Xbox or PlayStation controller right to the device. You can dock the thing to your TV and it's a game console. Futuristic devices we're going to be carrying in our hands that are going to be a whole video game consoles. And now we have the iPhone 15 that is doing exactly that. Being able to hook up, dock it to the TV and put, put a Bluetooth controller up to it and you're playing full ass console games on the TV. Um, on the go with a cable and a controller and a phone in your pocket, which is just crazy. Um, I mean, and you can do it. You can do it without a cable too, which is crazy too. You can airplay these things to a lot of televisions nowadays as well, wirelessly, which I'm sure it's going to suck the hell out of a battery, but it's still pretty cool. Uh, And you mount the thing to your phone, you know, and if you could do that, then you have the phone and the controller all together in one and uh, just play in video games. But being able to play these games, um uh, on our phones has kind of ruffled some feathers because people are upset that they have to pay full price for a full ass video game on a phone because it's <laughs> for some reason mobile to them i guess um i i don't get that i don't get why you're upset about it I don't uh know w- yeah i mean what are your thoughts on why why people need to calm down on the price of a full ass video game on your mobile phone?
1: I mean, you just kind of said it, right? It's it's a it's the full version. You're not getting a downscaled 15 frames per second. No, no, no half ass version of this game, right? It's the full release. And why would you not pay the full price? Yeah. Like, if anything, they could charge more for it being able to be played on the iPhone. You know,
0: well, Nintendo (laughs) has a tax, right? They have the Nintendo tax. (laughs) We all pay the Nintendo yeah. tax. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, where the games never discount ever. Yeah, Breath of the Wild is probably still sixty dollars. Probably uh, it, says- it may not be with the most recent re- uh, release for Tears of the Kingdom, but um, yeah, I mean, if you if you buy if I buy a game on my for my PC and then I'm like you know what I'd rather have this on console, I'm gonna have to buy it again, you know, at the same price. I'm not I'm not paying for it because my PC can do better than my PlayStation can. Right. Right. So, I mean, it shouldn't be any different if you're buying on your phone, just because it's not one of your $2 mobile games doesn't mean it doesn't deserve full price because it's a full game, full version of a full game.
0: Yes, exactly. So they, they, they definitely need to back up and rethink that whole situation. Um, get ready for it because it's not going away. I think this is the, the future and I cannot wait to see where the future goes because, uh, yeah, this is this is it. So you're not getting rid of full price games on your phone there. I think this is the beginning and we're going to see plenty more of these, um, you know, a little caveat to everybody out there. If they're not familiar or if they're you know worried about it, you do get all the Mac versions of that game as well when you purchase it on a mobile device. So you get to play that on your, your iMac at home or your MacBook or, you know, whatever the case is and that's that's pretty sweet as well i mean it's not as convenient as steam i understand that but yeah th- if, you, if you're thinking about it you got a steam deck uh you can play that on the go and then you can come home play it on the pc well that's a similar to similar situation you have if you have an iphone play the thing on the go mm-hmm. and then come home and rock it out on the pc or your mac um you know using the backbone devices on them are super cool too because they're they come you know with compatibility for those as well so you just you know, I have one of them right here. Uh, you know, you take this guy and you just put your phone in it and you're playing video games <laughs> just like that, guys. So it's not that big of a, a deal at all. So calm down. Uh, put your feathers back in place and uh, yeah, you'll be fine because yeah. it's not going away. Yeah. Uh, much like our, you know, lovely microtransactions and our lovely early access that we talked about in a previous episode. They're not going away. Uh-huh. Um, they are here to stay. You love them or hate them, but it's just going to happen. You know, discs are going away. Digital's coming, all that kind of stuff. So, super cool. I'm excited about it. I love technology and to see be see that I'm I could carry around a console in my hand. That's amazing, and it's smaller than yeah. the Switch, and you know, so, uh, you know, just circling back to the Switch 2, That's just I'm waiting for a big surprise. I want I want that magic ace up the sleeve for Nintendo to pull that thing out with NVIDIA and be like, "Look what we're doing, y'all!" Yes. Uh, and then just I just want my brain to explode.
1: <laughs> exactly, especially with them consolidating consoles, handheld and um, yeah, whole console. Um, I think they got to step it up big because if they want the same life out of this, people's expectations are going to be kind of through the roof. And if they come out with a mediocre upgrade, then people are going to be are real salty about it. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, they are. For sure. All right, Josh, uh, you have some Horizon Forbidden West news we need to spread uh, some love on.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if you're fresh to the, to the pod, um Nick and I, we love the Horizon series. Fantastic. Elai is one of our favorite characters. Yeah. Uh, she's so cool. She is. Um, but horizon forbidden west is getting a complete edition so um if you're a big band if you love that physical copy this is your chance to get uh get it for horizon forbidden west um it's coming for it's releasing for ps5 exclusively it's coming on uh october 6th just a couple days from now nice. and it comes with the base game and the burning Shores dlc as well as some like some more like digital and i think i said physical uh goodies too believe you might get the art book with it i know you get it digitally um okay. and then it comes with some like end game cosmetics as well so you're getting a decent chunk of stuff and then alongside this announcement it's coming to pc early next year so if uh if you're a big pc guy and you know your pc master race all the way and you don't have any consoles <laughs> Uh, th- this will be your chance to pick up Horizon for Ben West, and uh, I couldn't recommend this game more. It unfortunately lived in the shadow of uh, Elden Ring, yeah, because it released right before it, or was it right? No, it was right before it.
0: Um, yeah, it was like a two or three just, days or something like that. It wasn't very long at all. It,
1: it was like a couple weeks because I started it, and it's the reason I delayed playing Elden Ring. Um, gotcha. So. <laughs> It, the game's fantastic. It got overshadowed uh, almost unrightfully so because the environment's beautiful. It's cohesive. The story's great. Um, the dialogue is on par with that of Baldur's Gate 3. Um, so if you played that game, you know how good all the dialogue and writing is for that. I would put money on saying that Horizon's dialogue and voice acting is every bit as good as Baldur's Gate 3. Nice. Uh, so. You got to go check it out. If you haven't already, somehow uh, this game is fantastic. Deserves all the love in the world. Uh, Definitely recommend
0: Yeah, for real. It's 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 highly recommended. It's it's a top 10 franchise on PlayStation. Top five for probably some people's lists as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's real, real, real good. Real good. All right, well, let's talk about melting PCs when well, we're talking about that coming to PC in 2024, right? Uh, <laughs> Cyberpunk last month, decided, well, CD Projekt Red decided to tell everybody, put a little PSA out there to warn players that they could potentially melt their consoles, uh, that they needed to recheck their rigs before downloading 2.0, along with installing and playing the Phantom Liberty DLC. Um it says in june cd project red updated the cyberpunk pc system requirements highlighting that the game will support ssds for the minimum requirements going forward the developer said that the changes were designed to be more up to date given the expansion is launching nearly three years later after the base game and the target of the resolution output of either 1080p or 4K. While Phantom Liberty expansion is a paid DLC, is launching alongside a significant patch that overhauls the base game and therefore means PC versions will become more demanding. So be be aware mm. of that if you guys haven't jumped into it already. I highly recommend you jump into it, and I also highly recommend that you guys come back next week because I'm going to be talking a bunch about some Cyberpunk DLC. Hell yeah. I will be into no doubt. I am. I am one mission before the DLC starts, so it. Uh, nice. It's it's happening. It this this week. Uh, I will definitely be into Phantom Liberty, and I can't wait to check it out and and get a little bit more story under my belt because I absolutely love that game. I love the story. I love the world. Uh, what they've built, and uh, I was a lucky one, one of my few lucky rolls of the dice, Josh, when we play video games and get crappy (laughs) downloads and installs. Um, You got a good one. I got a good one on my PS4 playthrough of Cyberpunk, and I've been a fan ever since. Absolutely love the game, and I can't wait to, to get into this new piece of the world. I did start a whole new playthrough, so I'll be talking about that. Uh, along with the 2.0 update coming out soon. But if you're out there playing on the PC instead of the PS5 like me, uh, check your rigs. Don't don't let them melt. I'm sure they're <laughs> expensive. Yes. <laughs> yes, quite expensive.
1: Yeah, check your temps, guys. Check your temps. There's easy ways to do it.
0: That's right, that's right uh next one uh josh this was ironic so we talked on our news episode last month about some red dead 2 leaks that were coming out talking about they're potentially doing a remaster or something along those lines and what yeah. do we what do we get the very next month is we get a leak that red dead 3 is in development and they decided to make it official so yeah oh nice yeah pretty cool um i am super super excited about this um i love the red dead series uh i haven't had uh enough effort to put josh into you gotta play you gotta play you gotta (laughs) play but i'm super excited to see where they go with this uh it's it's happening um i'm i'm gonna believe it i want to i want to will it into the world i want to make it happen uh because it's leaked in in a way that's very much like what g- happened to gta 6 where you know they got in and they leaked out a bunch of stuff but it's a very reputable leaker uh, that claims that red dead redemption redemption 3 is developed uh is in development and the fans should keep their expectations in check for right now because eh, you know leaks are <laughs> leaks that's just what they are but yeah um i i'm excited for this uh grand theft auto 6 it's coming up pretty soon they're speculating next year so that being the case i'm hoping this is a lot like what we got with gta 5 where we had a gta 5 release and then just a couple years later we had another red dead game uh which i think it was i think it was a five-year deal so that meant you know they stopped playing gta or developing gta 5 at the time and had time to you know develop a whole nother game and that's what we got i'm really hoping history is repeating itself here because GTA 5 was great. Red Dead 2 was great. I would love a 6 to be amazing as well. And a Red Dead 3. Yeah. Give it give it to me. I would love to have it.
1: Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, this one I never got into,
0: but I always heard...
1: I knew it blew everyone's mind when it came out.
0: Yeah, like, I feel like That's all I heard you, about
1: gaming-wise.
0: You've played The Witcher, and you really enjoyed The Witcher. It is... Yeah. It is on par with the gameplay of The Witcher, except you don't use magic and swords. You literally use guns and abilities. And I mean, there's even like a red a red eye or I think it's dead eye is what it was called, where it's like a slow down time mechanic where you can upgrade it to where uh, there's a point where you can kill like 12 people at once. You literally just target them. (laughs) Yeah. And he just cracks off like 12 shots and kills everybody. And it's just really cool. But, you know, the horseback riding and the story and everything is is told in just a very, you know, grounded, realistic way. And I think you'd really dig it. I really do. It is such a well told story. And technically Red Dead two is a prequel to Red Dead one. So you could play two first and oh, then play one. Okay. So you could even get like the better experience of, uh, you know, graphics and gameplay, uh, ahead of, game, ahead nice. of the, you know, the sequel. Oh yeah. All right, man. Um, well, you think we've got a couple more and we're going to get into Xbox talk. So yeah, we got tears of the kingdom. Um, no DLC, They've talked about nope, no DLC. No DLC.
1: I can't believe if anyone if anyone's disappointed or surprised that there's no DLC come from this game. This game literally has triple the content of the last one yeah. of Breath of the Wild and that blew everyone's mind and the DLC for that game wasn't even that impactful. Like I never got it and I never missed it out. I feel like I never missed out on anything. Um, for real. So like it I don't know who who
0: this is a surprise to. <laughs> it's not really surprising. Uh, I agree.
1: The depths are just as big as the surface level. And then the sky adds like another 50% of crap to do. You have two and a half times the area. And I swear, three times the game that Breath of the Wild was. If you're complaining about no DLC, it's because you haven't played enough of what Tears of K- the Kingdom is already.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean,. The, yeah, the game's insane. Enough of what Josh said is exactly what I would I would echo. It's it's amazing. It, you you really don't need more. The game is so many things shoved into one, you know, fun different ways of playing and uh I I would not I wouldn't I never expected a DLC for this game. Like we've both beaten it. The story was amazing. It didn't need to go in any other directions. I didn't need anything filled in. And then the gameplay that got me there was the same. Like there were so many different ways to do it. It was so much fun. And, you know, I don't really see the point. So, yeah, again, don't don't be surprised that you didn't get DLC on this guy. (laughs) When there's hundreds of hours of things to do. Yeah, literal hundreds of hours. You got that right. All right. We're about there. I think it's uh I think it's time, man. I think we're we're gonna crack off a ton of Xbox stuff because there's so many leaks that happened in September. We wouldn't forget about all of them. Um we want to talk about the merger last because there's still speculation that's happening, and maybe not. But Josh, you have one leak I see here. Take take it, man. Go for it. A new Doom was
1: leaked. Doom. Uh and it was pretty much just like in like essentially a text file and the name is is like year zero i think right. it was, or zero year I, um yeah. year zero yes that was correct first time yep uh dude i'm so stoked i loved 2016 i didn't play 2016 until 2020. same <laughs> it was on sale i bought it for five bucks <laughs> it was five dollars I'm like you know what i'll give it a shot the game looks fun for $5 if I'm disappointed. Uh it's $5. I can't even get a decent taco bowl meal for $5. Right,
0: no kidding. Uh,
1: and so I played it all the way through. I absolutely loved it and then by the time I beat it it was I beat it just in time for Doom Eternal to come out and I loved it so much I immediately bought Doom Eternal and I loved that game too. But Bethesda does not deserve to have their name on that game. That's a different conversation for a different time. Um but it was so good, and uh, I have yet to play the DLC for that one, too, tragically. Hmm. Um, but it's, it's a really challenging game, but it's really fluid, and, and if you can hit it the right rhythm, it feels really good when it happens.
0: Yeah, it's cool. And the
1: soundtrack is one of the best, most hardcore soundtracks of any game in the industry. Um, it's overall a fantastic experience. So it, uh, Doom uh, Eternal was that much better than 2016 was i can only imagine how good doom 3 is going to be or at least yeah. how good i hope it will be yeah so, yeah i'm super pumped about it i'm not necessarily like a doom guy i just stumbled upon the games um i don't know there's a lot of long long time uh doom players that um probably echo a lot of the same things i'm saying but man i'm so stoked for it it's so much fun
0: Right on, right on. Yeah, they're they're really good. I, I didn't dip into them until Game Pass, so I was the same same way. Twenty twenty, oh, nice. Yeah, because nice. once yeah. the Bethesda thing, the buyout happened and stuff, they sh- they were on Game Pass. Hell yeah, that's one of the leaks, man. There's plenty of them to keep going with. We won't talk about every <laughs> single one of them, but uh, the next one is uh, the Elder Scrolls Six uh, is deemed to be an Xbox exclusive. Uh we've seen that in some leaked documents as well. And that's not a surprise uh if you're no, going to keep any if you're going to keep any of the games, you're you're going to keep the big dogs and you I, you know what? I want to talk about something real quick cuz this this got me to thinking the the buyout with Bethesda. You know, they spent 7 billion dollars on this company and then uh-huh. Now they're continuing to try and get Activision and Blizzard, same situation. And Sony, you know, pops their head in there, tries to make a big stink. And now, you know, FTC, all these companies, right? And all these, you know, government, you know, whatever. And if only, if only we could go into a different universe and see what would have been like if Sony had just kept their mouth shut because I have a feeling and then this is just my kind of, I've dealt with a lot of corporate, you know, higher ups and things in my careers. And I kind of get how they think. And it's typically like, if you just shut up and get the work done, they're not going to keep their eye on you. But if you're going to be, you know, this, oh, look at me, I can do this. You know, they're going to kind of watch you and you're going to kind of put you in a corner more. And I think when Sony did that, I think they shot themselves in, a, in their foot because in both feet, honestly, because I feel like if they hadn't have said anything, Microsoft would be much more chill about sharing games with them. And they decided to pipe up and Microsoft's I'm shutting the door. I'm done. Like we were cool. We were going to be, you know, Bethesda, we were going to be bringing games yep. to all your yep. consoles. And I, I feel like this elder Scrolls six was going to come to consoles all across the board. Until they went, you know what? I don't think you're allowed to have Call of Duty because I'm going to be a baby and uh, I don't have enough money to buy it and I wouldn't get in there first. So, I mean, it sounds like you agree, Josh.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, I I could definitely see, like, you know, we were going to work together, but now you're, since you're working so hard against me, why would I work with you anyway, Yeah. So, and honestly, regardless, even if sony like hadn't piped up and made a big fuss about anything they bought the companies they don't have to share with anybody unless there are pre-existing contracts that they're now subsidiaries right uh have to um now have to honor so like elder Scrolls 6 being only on xbox um and likely pc uh because it's microsoft but oh sure um uh, not not that surprising not surprising at all like Call of Duty coming, eventually being just on Microsoft platforms. Yeah. Also not surprising. If they bought the company. They made the deal. They should get the rewards.
0: Absolutely. And I, I'm i just going to stand beside that. I feel like if I was a fly on the wall, there would have been conversations about that or leaks or or something, you know, that would have been seen that says, you know what? We were thinking about doing this, but now... I feel like we can you know, use it on our own advantage. We're going to take and keep it and have our own, you know, consolidated money. Like everybody's going to, everybody's going to go to game pass to play out Elder Scrolls that wants to play. I mean, we saw how many people are into game pass or into, I mean, um, good Lord, Starfield. I about said steam deck. Um, but <laughs> it, you know, so like they have, they have that whole corner now, like, I I'll be completely honest. I did not realize how many in quotes Bethesda fans there are until Starfield because I've never really been in that world with them. And oh yeah. Holy yeah. shit, there's a ton of them. A metric ton of them. There's so many. And I I didn't realize until now this article this thought came in my head how many dollars Microsoft spent for Bethesda, and what kind of return they're going to end up getting out of that whole purchase. It's going to be insane.
1: Oh, yeah. Long term returns is going to be ridiculous. I mean, I've recently proved myself that Bethesda games aren't for me. That's all right. I could be in the minority. That's fine. Uh, Same here. People are getting <laughs> their fair share. <laughs> I mean, if you're getting your fair share of enjoyment out of a game, more power to you like yep. i could think a, do- a game is absolutely like crap and if you're having the time of your life i'm not gonna like shit on you for it like go have fun with the game uh so yep. yeah obviously the the fan base is huge i mean i don't think skyrim would have released its like eighth iteration of whatever it is it's on now on different consoles and platforms if it wasn't like a, a good game
0: Right. Absolutely. I mean, it hit its audience. It knows its audience. Uh, I'm not its audience. Uh, You know, we're both not. And that's fair. Fair That's absolutely allowed. And I know that now, but uh, I loved uh, Oblivion. So I I didn't play Skyrim as much. I still own Skyrim on, um, well, I think I actually own it on, I know I own it on Switch, but obviously game pass and I'm pretty sure I bought it for PlayStation and I don't know why I didn't play the game. I don't know why I didn't get deeper into it. I probably would love it if I did it. I love that kind of, you know, medieval, you know, sort of setup. but yeah, um, I'd have to try it again and just see, but I, I know Elder Scrolls is like, there's so many people chomping at the bit for the next one, you know, and it has to deliver oh, yeah. because it can't do like Starfield. It can't do something new. It has to deliver, <laughs> right? Yeah. It, has, yeah, to it has to be the thing people be are looking better. for. Yeah, it has to be straight up better. You yeah. nailed it. So that's uh that's quite an interesting leak. Um the leak also says here that Elder Scrolls 6 listed here as an Xbox and PC release for 2026 or later. Um says uh during the testimony at the hearing, Xbox Phil Spencer went on to say that the game was at least five years out and the platforms were technically <laughs> to be determined but damn um, yeah five five years out from this year is 2028 at least he says um that would be the end of the console generation which means the game would come out on the next xbox console or strictly cloud-based or whatever we're looking at in you know half half a decade (laughs) you know um so yeah that's insane yeah watch out for that uh that's that's gonna be super cool to follow um And then, uh, before we get to the final bit where we got a a question combo, I want to, I want to bring up one more thing. Josh and I talked on our last news episode, at least I'm pretty sure it was, uh, we, we just love how Xbox has this community that it's building to help others. And just by playing video games, you can help others. I mean, they did a thing last month, uh, well, well, it would have been August, um, where you can play video games and you can literally just donate money. Just it's free money. Microsoft gives you, you can just donate it, you uh-huh. know, and, and help people in need. And they're doing something I think is actually a little bit cooler. Uh, I mean, it's still on the uh, same level of cool, but they have a never fight alone campaign going on right now with gears of war and it's on their uh, Microsoft store and be sure to check our links below, uh, on our podcasts and, uh, YouTube and everything. Cause I'll have the links in there, but, it's a uh, never fight alone t-shirts that you can purchase. And I'm just going to read it to you here. It says our purpose has always been to create stories about belonging uh, and brotherhood. I rap- The rapidly rising rates of suicide, depression, and loneliness concern us deeply. And we believe in the opportunity to come together and reduce to pr- reduce and prevent further suffering. That's why the coalition is making a multi-year commitment to donate 1% of the net revenue from all the Gears of War merchandise and 100% of the net revenue from the Never Fight Alone merchandise to organizations working to prevent suicide and combat loneliness. Uh, Incredible. You go on and buy the shirt. It's it's a $30 shirt. 100% of that is donated. You don't see this kind of stuff these days, guys. It's it, I mean, it, yeah. it, it gets me like I mean, it, it hits me in the feels of like this is what we need in the world. You know what I'm saying? And absolutely, you, dude, you do not get it enough. And it's so cool to see a, a video game company, this giant conglomerate of a, of a company going, you know what? I think this is worth doing and doing it so i mean check it out it's a pretty dope t-shirt it has the gear cog on the back of it, it says never fight alone it has the gears of war logo on it and then it says never fight alone on the front uh black and red super cool looking shirt uh i'm definitely gonna dip in there gotta wait on a payday but i'm gonna dip in there and grab one because i think it's awesome and it goes to a great cause Hell yeah. and uh Hell i'll yeah. i'll wear that in uh you know with pride absolutely that's so cool yeah that is awesome so check that out and then uh we're we're going to wrap up things here with the the merger Xbox merger's closing is happening um at least they say they've made it through the UK and now we're uh we're working on getting the finalization of everything and <laughs> i really hope it's over uh, we can quit talking about it and we can start talking about the games and playing <laughs> the games right yeah yeah so we'll we'll see what happens but yes it's, it does say that it shows signs of approval on the article here. Um the more and more the months went by, the more and more it looks more likely that it's going to happen and yeah. I'm ready for it. And I presented a question to the loud crowd out there and I asked what is going to be the best part about the Activision Blizzard merger. And uh, I I love all the answers. They're all great, and we we had plenty of them chime in. And our first response to that is, uh, th- a lot of these are assumptions, guys. So we're just having fun talking. This is speculation, but uh-huh. roast roast muffin. He says, I'm making the assumption that Microsoft will split Blizzard from Activision, and that's pretty rad. what well, well, what do you see from Uh-oh. that, Josh? What do you? Uh, that's different. If they split them apart and they're two different entities that that is pretty rad i'm gonna agree with him
1: yeah i mean it makes sense they don't really make similar games uh there's no real overlap between classic blizzard and what activision did and does right uh and so to make them their own separate entities i think would be dope i think that was great they wouldn't have to worry about I don't know whatever list, logistical issues they're going through that, uh, that's Activision policies and versus blizzard policies. Right. Uh, they could separate that. And now it's going to be more Microsoft policies, obviously. Um, if that means we get bigger, better classic blizzard stuff, dude, I'm in, I'm in hundred percent.
0: Absolutely. Million percent. Um, I haven't got to be like, I'm, I'm wearing my overwatch shirt today on the show, but, um, I'm not like a deep Blizzard fan. Overwatch is probably the game I played the mm-hmm. most hours of. And I would I would like to see what that world looks like with more time and and, you know, more money behind them. Um, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see what happens there. So we'll find out. Uh, Rod Chan, he pops in and he says, uh, <laughs> does the same thing we both just said, actually. <laughs> he says So yeah. uh, then we can stop talking about it that that he's excited to stop talking about it. Fair enough. Yeah, I get absolutely. It. And uh, do, you, do you have it popped up on your side? Do you have discord over there for the answers. You can take yeah, a couple answers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Ender comes in. He says uh, he, with the are up to Rajan's uh, response. He says, for real. I'll wait to see if there are any uh, actually any upsides to the end user, which is fair enough. It would be unfortunate if there were yeah. no upsides to the people on the other side um i think we'll see that in like less flashy ways like just better support for develop, development um better quality stuff from like better policies so the employees are happier I don't, I don't know if we'll see anything like super direct and say like hey now we merged here's a sale or something like that right i think right. it's going to be we're going to see a long term i don't think we'll see anything right now
0: i agree i agree that's that's definitely the uh yeah, that's the slow roll sort of road and that will take some time. For sure. Yeah. Uh Babylon then, Monkey. Uh, oh, you got him? Go for him. Go for him.
1: Yeah, I I got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: He says uh
1: the most obvious positive for us gamers I can see would be the amount of games that we could see added to Game Pass. I'd like to say that the studios under their umbrella could work together to improve areas of weakness, but I think that may be too optimistic. That's fair enough. Yeah. I definitely see some stuff coming to Game Pass. Um, I easily see Activision stuff coming to Game Pass. I think it fit right in. I think where other things wouldn't fit as easily as some of the the Blizzard titles, um, especially World of Warcraft, I don't know, because it's already a subscription-based model, and it has been for the past 20 years. Uh, so I, it's going to be interesting to see how that comes out, because that's a huge, 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 huge revenue stream for Blizzard, oh, yeah. and it has been. For two decades. I'm sure their yeah. whole business model relies half on the revenue from uh, World of Warcraft. So right, It'll be really interesting to see. Like Diablo might make it. Starcraft might make it. Overwatch would definitely make it, I think. Um, that one is going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, um, I, I would say on that one, uh, just speculating what I would like to see happen with World of Warcraft, because I've always wanted to be able to play that game. And to be able to play it on a console would be great. Um, and the Xbox is very keyboard and mouse friendly. So all you got to do is make that compatible. And yeah. I, I would absolutely be OK if they had like a third tier of Game Pass for subscription based games. So if mm-hmm. if sorry, like, sorry, sorry. let's say they throw in a subscription, uh, you know, you have your uh, does Diablo have a subscription base? No. OK. OK. So let's say they made Diablo, right? And they had a a subscription base they put in there later on, right? Then you have World of Warcraft in there as well. If they did something with, uh, you know, Overwatch, all these games, if they have a subscription, but you don't want to pay separately for all the subscriptions, well, then you can buy the Game Pass instead of the $17 version right now. Let's say it's $20. They just, you just, boom, you're just paying $20. And you get Game Pass Ultimate, subscription edition or whatever they want to call it and then yeah you get the the blizzard add-on to your game pass right and then you can play world of warcraft and you know whatever the case is and it's built in and then the only thing you're then required to purchase would be expansions and i'm cool with that i think that's like give me the base game give me the what i think it's like level the guy at work that plays it i think he said it goes to like level 25 for free no subscription needed, no nothing, you just throw it at you, you get to check it out for level 25, and then I think level 70, he told me was the highest, um, with the first expansion, or the first full, you know, play through, and then you can get expansions that go even higher. Um, Yeah. yeah, So, forgive me if I'm wrong, because I don't play the game, but I'm just going off what I've heard. I would, I would love to have that be an option, so that I still get everything encompassing Game Pass, and then I get that little bump up to have those subscription-based games be like, let's go, I'm down for it, and checking them out that way. And they'd still rake in all kinds of money, and not to mention how many more Game Pass subscribers they'd gain for lower-level games and everything as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, The next one is Adventuring Hobbit. Uh, he says, I'm hoping for improvement to Blizzard's output so that they can reign their old reputation they can reign their old reputation, uh, regain. Sorry, um, their old reputation. Uh, would love to see them take more advantage of the StarCraft universe slash lore, even if it's not an RTS. StarCraft's yes. huge. StarCraft
1: is huge. StarCraft was the biggest esports game for years. Yeah, say it, It's a decade plus.
0: I'd say it's been forgotten more or less. It was huge, and it's been forgotten
1: yeah blizzard hasn't done anything they haven't announced anything starcraft 2 released in 2012 20 no i think it was 2010 it came out and then 2012 had its first expansion and then a few years later it had another one it hasn't received any love in a super super long time and it was it is a beloved franchise and it has great storytelling excellent lore fantastic like world building and stuff uh it's it's a little sad like uh i think maybe my rts my rts days are behind me i got really big into starcraft for a good few years Um, but that's a game that you sit down and that's the game you play right like you play something else occasionally but otherwise like if you're good at an rts you are playing that game
0: yeah <laughs> that's
1: kind of it because you love that game so much and you want to get better um so yeah, I'm I'm 100 on board. I love the StarCraft uh, universe and everything they do. Um, it's all super well written. It's a lot of fun. Um, the stories, you know, they were the missions and stuff were engaging, but not overly difficult. The only time the StarCraft is difficult is when you're playing against people online who are way better than <laughs> yeah. <them>. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I would I would love a StarCraft three. It'd be so good.
0: They could do it. Absolutely. Yeah, it launched in 2010, July 27th of 2010 with Starcraft 2. So it's been 13 years. It's a long time. That's
1: that's a little sad, honestly. Because <laughs> each expansion was really, really good. Uh, I didn't play as much of... I can't remember what the last one is. That's how long it's been. Uh, Legacy of the Void. Uh, I didn't. I played some story of that, and I didn't really get to play much uh, online. Because I think just, it added too many units to what I thought was a good balance heart of the swarm the pre- previous expansion um it's still like great story i, I love playing it it's unfortunate i didn't play it more but uh yeah. it's still it's it's really good i'm sure there's still some players out there um but the esports scene has been completely completely taken over from what was a starcraft dominated area um now I-, I can't remember the last time i heard of a big starcraft tournament it used to be like oh yeah same around it and everything uh, and I used to watch those tournaments like I, when I was into it like I was into it I was playing the game and I was watching people play the game so I could learn how to play the game better right um, so i it, I would love to see it come back who knows maybe if it comes back i'll I'll, I'll get that itch again and I'll uh, maybe be semi good at <laughs> at some point it's a high high skill cap um man I would love for them to be able to pay attention to more than just a couple projects I know Diablo 4 is a big one. Of course, Diablo being nearly an original uh, game for them, well, it is an original game, but one nearly one of their original like first first titles. Oh, okay, um, yeah, StarCraft came in a couple of years later, uh, but still I, they need to give it some love. Uh, it's unfortunate it hasn't had it.
0: Yep, never touched a StarCraft game. I know they're hugely popular. I've seen several of the esports like you mentioned uh, back on like G4 and stuff when the when the channel was you know in its heyday. And I mean, it was hype, like major hype. It was super cool to see. And it just wasn't a game that ever spoke to me. But not to say that it wouldn't. I'm not a not I don't dislike uh, RTS games. It's just been ages since I've sat down and played one. And I hear that we could see a resurgence, man. We we see uh, we're seeing resurgence of pixel games. You know, it's titles basically That's coming back. True. Right. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. We might We might see something. It's it's definitely a dormant franchise for Microsoft to go, we need to just, just shock it back to life and just see what, you know, what the world reacts like. Cause why not? I mean, right. they have so yeah. much at their disposal now, once they have all these companies under one umbrella, they easily could just bring them in to help each other out and just make something amazing. And, uh, I, obviously it sounds like it's very, um, precious to a lot of, you know, game players out there. So they want to make sure they do it right. But Absolutely. Right on. Well, that, that is it for our answers on the question. So appreciate everybody tuning in and uh, to the discord and saying, Hey to us and answering our question of the week. Oh yeah. Been a while since I've had a chance to pop in there and, uh, and ask one, but that one felt like a good one because I knew we were going to be talking about the merger and all the leaks and everything that happened. And that's, that's kind of my most, uh, most, wondered thing like what are what's really going to be the big positive coming out of game pass or xbox once once hopefully fingers crossed this is over and we can just bask in the rewards of it instead we'll find out i guess as time goes by definitely all right well that is it for this episode we're out of here news has been updated and uh thanks for sticking with us for all the uh the glitches and the the audio issues and things like that (laughs) uh so yeah yeah Uh, i'll do my best to edit that for everybody in the podcast so let me know how good of a job i did down in the comments (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah so again uh if you're new discord go hit us up we love the discord links are down below uh that's where you answer all of our questions of the week and chat with us about games throughout the week uh everybody on there has a good time and then uh Yeah, don't don't forget, we got brews over there we like to share. We know we always crack a brew, we're drinking brews. So we want to talk to you about beer, and we want to know what you're drinking out there too, so we can talk about it on the show. Hell yeah. And I think that is it for now. Until next episode, you guys know, game on. Volume up. And stay loud.